Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Teacher Let Your Light Shine, where together teachers and parents are transforming education by building micro schools or homeschooling businesses. This is the monthly recap for our micro school, going back and reviewing and reflecting on the month of February. I love these episodes. I hope that you are able to take away golden nuggets of real life examples. What does it look like in the day of a micro school or a home? homeschooling business. And I did the first one back in January. So definitely go back and look at the month in review because I think that it will help paint a picture on what your school can look like in a way that fits your style of teaching or your business mindset. Knowing, however, that yours does not need to look like mine. Mine has changed over the years and mine will continue to change. Why? Because I am not afraid to embrace change And that is why I created this podcast because we are on a mission to change what our children have as an educational model. You have the power, whether you are a teacher or a parent, you have the power to give your own children, your community, other families, the opportunity to love learning, love where they send their children every day to be nurtured, to be taught, to be uplifted. I'm telling you, we have so many solutions to the horrific problems that are happening in our world, in our society, in our schools. And I don't mean horrific, like my goodness, this is a horror movie, but for some people it can be. Let's just be honest. For others, they're just kind of not very comfortable with our education system. So they're thinking, hmm, what other alternatives are out there? And that's where we come in creating micro schools and homeschooling businesses that can vary all across the board. That's what I love about it. And so I hope that in this episode, you are going to pull out some very great nuggets of information that are going to inspire you. They're going to stretch you. They're going to challenge you. I'm going to talk about my management system for the month. I'm going to talk about our fun activities. I'm going to tell you what's coming up for March. We're going to talk about organization. We're going to talk about day-to-day activities. And I'm going to share with you some business basics that I've been thinking about as I trudge on and start planning for the new year. Let's get ready. Get your shine on. Welcome, teacher, to the Let Your Light Shine podcast. If you're searching for the freedom and permission to design the life you love as a teacher, you're in the right place. I'm on a mission help teachers just like you build their own dream school or homeschooling business. In this present day, the world needs you, teacher friend, to step out in faith and give students an education they love and so deserve. In this podcast, I will teach you how to start a fulfilling and profitable homeschooling business that lights you up. I'm Mackenzie Oliver, former elementary teacher and instructional coach, gone homeschool teacher and business builder. I'm here to empower you to step outside the classroom and choose the experiences, the curriculum, and all the moments that put a smile on your face and your students. Does it seem like a dream? Well, it did to me until God opened the doors and made it reality. Together, we are breaking through fears and moving the crowd. So get out your notebook, sharpen your pencil. It's time to get your teach on. This is super exciting. Okay, this is even more exciting than the exciting episode I'm about to tell you because not only does 
Teacher Let Your Light Shine have coaching programs for anyone who is wanting to build their micro school or homeschooling business, whether or not you need clarity, whether or not you need help from steps one to four, or if you need help through the steps of building your business all the way through one to step eight. And that is a part of our roadmap the eight steps to building your homeschool or micro school business. If you never checked that out, head on over to www.teachersletyourlightshine.com slash roadmap. It's also in the show notes, but it's so important that you know that we are here for you. So you've got coaching that you can take advantage of. We've got an incredible Facebook group that you can be a part of and get your answers questions. Okay, wait a minute. Did I just say answers questioned? Yeah, I did. Get your questions answered and form a relationship and friendship with so many wonderful teachers and parents who are trying to build their micro school or homeschooling business. But bonus, you all. Bonus. Drum roll, please. You guys, this is so exciting. For the first time ever, Teacher Let Your Light Shine now has Per request, per demand, people have been saying, give me the info, give me the forms. I want to know everything that you do. We now have an Etsy store, the Teacher Let Your Light Shine Etsy store, and it's not ready yet, but in two weeks, my friends, two weeks, you are going to have access for all of the nuts and bolts of getting your business up and going When it comes to your systems of communication, that's what I call SOC, S-O-C. So I'm going to sock it to you, all right? What does this entail? Well, my friend, you need to make sure that you are on our email list. And you do that by going down below, www.teachersletyourlightshine.com. Get on our email list so that we can share with you when our products are up and ready so that you can take advantage of our sale prices to begin with. These forms are the systems of communication, and this is the answer to many of your questions whenever you say, what do you send to parents whenever they inquire? Like, do you send them to your website? Do you send them a link? Do you call them? Do you send them to your Facebook page? Do you send them an email? I have our inquiry packet, what I send parents every time someone inquires, and I also share When they inquire, I send it to them through their email. And I'm going to share more about that in the episodes to come. Remember that these products release in two weeks, but you need to get into our Facebook group and our email list so that you do not miss our introductory sale prices. I also get the question, if I could lump, seriously, all of the questions that I get asked when it comes to starting a micro school or homeschooling business, and I mean all of the questions, if I listed them on a page and I had to name the column of that category, they all revolve around systems of communication. How do I communicate with the families? What are the forms? What are all of the things that I need to give to parents to ensure from beginning when they start to inquire all the way from them enrolling, getting accepted, and then sealing the deal with a handbook and a contract. Yes. So many people will say, do you have an enrollment process, like an application process? Do you have forms? Do you have a system? And I do. How do they sign up? Where do they go? What's the place? We're going to have the enrollment forms through Google Forms. We're also going to have it on a uh, template where you can send it over to your families. But I have my examples. I have a template that explains everything that you need to have in each of these forms and a template for you to just plug and play. Hello, 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 hello. 
Is anybody out there? Can you say what? Because you all know this has, this is my third go around. And every year I've gotten better. I've gotten stronger. I've gotten feedback. I've seen what works. People are loving it. I just had a parent the other day say to me, do not ever change that introductory bio paragraph. I still have it on my desk and anybody who ever says to me, where do your kids go to school? I show them because I'm so proud. It was so sweet. He told me that at a bounce house. I thought it was adorable, but it's so true. Like we got to get to the heart of people here and that's through my inquiry packet. Then there's an enrollment process. I give you all of the forms so you can see all of my examples. You also have a template that breaks everything down to help you write through each form, the inquiry packet, the enrollment form, and the template. Then I have parents or teachers who will ask, well, after a family inquires, do you have a follow-up system if you haven't heard back? Yes. When a family enrolls, what do you do? How do you accept them? Well, do you meet families upon approval? Yes, I do. It's all inside. There is just a big, awesome bonus here, friends, that when parents apply, After the enrollment form, there's like a little waiting period, you know, like what's the teacher doing? When do we hear back? So we give them a little form to help them ease their minds and what they can say to their children. When we have an acceptance of a student, we send them a welcome letter and it's a special questionnaire and it's a welcome to the families. It introduces all the staff. It gives them important reminders. It's a little like welcome present for the children because they're like, oh my gosh, here's my school, here's my teachers, and we get to know the child, and the child gets to express themselves and write a little letter and a little inquiry form to us at our school, and then on top of that, we also have our handbook. Oh my gosh, it was like birthing a baby, friends. I'll save you the birthing pains. I'm going to save you the birthing pains. I have my handbook. I've got my contract. I have an example of how you can mimic that handbook and contract and the template for you to just plug and play. I'm telling you, I love you so much. So stay tuned for that. That is coming out on March 15th, two weeks from now. Okay, let's head into it. For March, how did Teacher Let Your Light Shine do through, gosh, just being organized? Well, let me just tell you that you've got to go over and check out our Facebook page because one thing that I send to the parents at the end of every month prior to the next month is our newsletter and our calendar. It goes home and I'm telling you, it's just such a great parent connection. It's colorful. The kids love it. We have a little family meeting whenever I give the newsletter to the kids. We sit down in our back porch Every kid has their little newsletter. We read through it. It gets them so pumped up, so excited for the for the month to come. They go home and I'm like, don't forget, tell your parents, put this on your refrigerator. They're like, yeah. And they go home and they share it with them. They're like, look at all the things we're going to be doing this month, mom and dad. Look at all the things we're going to be learning, where we're going. So it gets them excited. Plus, I have a calendar that I send home that, now the newsletter is just one page. Okay, I'm not trying to write a book every month, but it's just a very great warm and friendly communication system that the parents enjoy and the kids enjoy, but it just is a snippet of our month. And the calendar really is just an executive functioning type of calendar. You know, it's real cute, kid-friendly, but it's so nice. I feel like kids need to know how to read a calendar. They need to know what day it is. They need to know what the date is, and they need to know what they're doing each day. It makes children feel safe. 
So there's a newsletter and then there is a separate calendar and that separate calendar gets hung up in our classroom and so does the newsletter because we refer to it a lot. So it's like, oh my gosh, I got that same newsletter and calendar at my house and it's here at school. I'm telling you, it just those make children feel safe and it makes them feel excited and looking forward to what is to come to school. They don't have any reservations or questions. We want to take anxiety away from our children for them coming to school. Number two, my management board. I just started this in the month of February at the end of January. I love it. I love it. I love it. It's my management board and my office. It's really for my eyes only. The kids don't see it, but my assistant can see it as well. But it has our newsletter up there, our calendar. Yes, it's in our classroom as well, that newsletter and calendar, but I have it in my office. And that board is a big dry erase board. And I write down the learning focus for each of my grade levels. Plus, I write out some individual goals that I have for some of my students. Like for an example, I have some second, first and second graders that they're ready for multiplication. So I have to remind myself that as the students are picking up on our current math skill, to make sure that I pull out the multiplication pages for them. That I also need to make sure that I put out materials for each of our projects that we're doing in electricity and magnetism. I also have a section that says email because at the end of the week, I email my parents and I want them to know certain things that happen throughout the week. And let's face it, it's hard to remember all of the ups and the celebrations and the reminders. So throughout the day, or actually not throughout the day, at the end of the day, throughout the week, I'll go back to my whiteboard and I will write down anything that I feel is pertinent to include in the parent email on Fridays. I also have on that board my month broken up into four weeks. So I'll put week one, week two, week three, week four. And each of those weeks, it is a project that I am personally working on in my business. So for an example, The first week said, be sure to get donations and supplies for the field trip to the animal shelter. The second week, be sure to get supplies ready for birthday parties, Valentine's, and all of the yard work community service we're going to be doing. Week three, so on and so forth. One week, I am preparing all of the lessons, the newsletter, and the calendar for the upcoming week. Now, it might sound like a lot. It's not. It's just that I like to have it broken up and it just gives me a focus for my work block whenever my assistant takes the students to the park. And in the afternoon, she typically has the students for me so that I can either work on school school activities and just preparing for next year, which I will talk about that in just a little bit. Number three, field trips. We went to the animal shelter We went after the animal shelter to the dog park, put those two activities together. The animal shelter, all the kids brought donations for the animal shelter. They got to go through. We had a private presentation, a private tour. It was spot on. So awesome. The kids are also doing a dog park project that incorporates math, writing, and science where they're creating a dog park and they're writing to the city council why our city needs a dog park and then they actually make a 3D model of it. So we went and visited some different dog parks, talked about what made that dog park special, what improvements needed to be made. It was just a really great real life activity. We also went to a couple different parks this month and we hit up the library. Those kids love a good book. And it's so cool to be able to take students to a library where they can just walk around and see all of the neat books and magazines and they get a little table where they can color little things on there. And they just get to see so many different people and it just 
feels as if it's a big, wild, wide world of learning and they get to choose their books and bring them back to school. It's really sweet. Now, when you think about day to day, um, something that we did this month with was uh, blessing boxes. And all the students decorated their own box, kind of like a Valentine box. And I bought wrapping paper and they brought in their own box. And I got wrapping paper at the Dollar Tree. They got to pick out their own wrapping paper. And then they wrote letters to one another. And on Valentine's Day, they actually opened up the box that students had been writing to them for two weeks. So they didn't just get one card per, per friend. They got multiple cards per friend. And so when they opened the box, some of them had put in stickers in their box, candy, uh, all sorts of fun little surprise goodie bags. And so when they opened their box, they were like, (gasps) I mean, all at the same time, it was so sweet. They literally all gasped at the same time when they opened up their box. And then they went through and they all read their cards and laughed and played with their little things that they got. And so many of them said, this is better than Christmas. It was so cute. Just think of those little things that just promote anticipation and get the kids excited and it's like a little surprise you know how they love surprises right when I look at so that was number four that I wanted to talk about number five when I look at our pillars of lighthouse learning faith-based you know our curriculum does have faith intertwined but we do a lot of character building conversation and just support and community conversations through faith and and what God says in his word. And we try our best every day. I mean, it's terrible to say it, but sometimes we miss our prayer. And you can tell if we've missed our little classroom prayer, but it's only because maybe we've gotten distracted first thing in the morning. We always have our morning meeting, but then we get started and everybody wants to tell a story. Everybody wants to talk about themselves. And we allow that because we have the flexibility to do so. And then it's like, oh my gosh, the time. Okay. By the way. Okay. We got to get started. So that's something that I have to work on, but we always pray at lunchtime. That's for sure. And I would say 80% of the time we say our prayer. Sometimes in the middle of the day, I go, oh my gosh, you guys, I totally forgot to pray. Everybody stop. Put your heads down. Let's do it. Cute. Sometimes they pray themselves. All right. Exposure. I feel as if we really were able to hit a lot of exposure this month by the field trip to the animal shelter, the donations, the library, and just being able to be outside. So much of what we do, I try to have those children outside as much as possible, which brings me to number six, learning outside. I have really turned my back lanai into more of an outdoor classroom. And I went to Target and I got these incredibly beautiful white bins that come with lids. They're plastic, they're deep, and they're wide. And I love them. They're crisp, they're clean. I feel like Joanna Gaines, she's gonna love me for the fact that I did this. I used to have these colored boxes that were like green, orange, red, yellow. And I'm like, I don't want that anymore. I want my, if I'm gonna do this in my home, which I'm so grateful to do this out of my home. I want my home whenever I have family come or guests come. I still want it to look like a home. I still want at the end of the day, I've got one classroom that looks like a classroom. But at the end of the day, I want to separate myself from work. And I know that that's something that we all need to work on, especially if we're working from home. But long story short, just getting these bins that are white and they're crisp and they're clean. And I have a science bin, a math bin, a social studies bin. And it's something that you would have to see a picture of, more of examples of how I organize to really appreciate it. But I went to Target. They're like two, three, and four dollars. And they were so 
worth the investment to where I can set up bins outside on my back porch. And then when we're finished at that math center, it holds their cubes, it holds their pencils, it holds their little activity that they're doing. We put the lid on top and they all stack up so nicely. But we've been doing a lot more learning outside and even just going to the neighborhood park, the weather's getting nicer. It's just so such a privilege and a blessing to be able to have a vehicle if you are keeping the kids majority of the day or if you are in walking distance to a park or to a field where they can just run and exert their energy. We even did yard work one day. Yep, we did. I gave them on February 22nd, 2022, 2 2 two day. We had a little special celebration where they used chopsticks and ate pears and it had Twinkies to celebrate the the famous two day. I knew I had to be very strategic because they were going to be very excited and hyper. So I said, after this, we're going to go and we're going to work in twos with our buddy to clean up Lighthouse Learning Backyard because spring or this this time in winter heading into spring is like our fall. So a lot of leaves have fallen and they had such a beautiful time. We do this a couple times out of the year and I'm telling you, they had my yard so spick and span and they just wanted to keep going and going. They were raking leaves and just organizing and throwing away dead plants. And I was just so grateful. I cannot even tell you. I just want to kiss their little cheeks right now. It helped me so much and they loved doing it. Community service, folks. Community service. All right. Number seven, family culture. Family culture. We pride ourselves. Okay, I can't say pride, but we love to be a culture where we truly celebrate one another. And one way we do that is through birthdays. And this is so fun, you all. I go to the Dollar Tree or I collect things, but I don't want to be a big junkie collector. Okay, so I've got one birthday bag in my closet and it has Dollar Tree stuff. It's got just fun little things, you know, like a little treasure box. And for that child's birthday, we will go to the Dollar Tree the day before and get some balloons or blow up some balloons, put them around my mailbox. And then we set up a little birthday table with just a tablecloth. And we set up, I have every student come into my back office and they pull a little goodie out of my bag, out of my treasure bag. And they put it in a little bag for their friend. So I have gift bags that I continue to reuse that just put one little small gift in. And every child feels like they're going shopping for their friend. So they shop in my classroom store and then they put it in a little bag and we set it out on the birthday table. The kids love it. They're excited. And then the parents will typically bring cupcakes or cookies or something like that for the birthday. Or I will bake something myself. Typically the parents will send it in, but we had two birthdays this month. So think about ways that you can have a little family culture, little birthday celebration. What can you do to make that child feel special on his or her day? Now, the last three points that I want to make about a monthly review for Lighthouse Learning Micro School are just some business basic. In February, we're gearing up to end the school year, but also we've got summer coming, enrollment's going to be up, and we're starting off a new school year in less than six months. So I know that there is a process that I have to take to make sure that I have my ducks in a row, which is where the forms came in. Because the moment you start advertising that you have started the enrollment process, you definitely have to have all of the forms ready. Parents are going to start inquiring. They're going to want to know, what does your school have to offer? What does it look like in a day? You have to have your email ready to send them this information, possibly call them, which is a part of my flow system of how I 
interact with parents, but I have a very systematic process of communicating with these families. And the foundational part are these forms. And so each year I have slowly but surely made my forms better and better and better. But that is what I've been working on the whole month of February, which is going to be for you to take advantage of as well in March. And they go from all the way from the beginning, the inquiry packet, the enrollment process, the welcome letter, the handbook, and the contract. So stay tuned for that. Number nine, this is a little personal, but We've been on a hunt for a new location. Many of you all know that I do teacher light, teacher let your light shine. I do lighthouse learning out of my home and I love it and I'm grateful, but I have 11 students right now and we do make sure that our home is still a home. And so, yes, I have a classroom in my home. I've got two classrooms plus we use the back porch, but I want my home to feel streamlined and clean and organized. And with that being said, 11 students is great. But I also know the vision that I have for Lighthouse Learning, and that is to hire more people, to have more of a collaboration, to grow Lighthouse Learning in different ways. And so one thing that I'm interested in doing is hiring another teacher, a certified teacher, where I can become more of an instructional coach to that teacher, a teacher who is just excited to start a new journey, a new path of teaching and would like to come on board, but she would have the autonomy of being able to run this business and teach the way that she wants to. And I would be there to support her, plan with her, teach her along the way, become a mentor, become a coach to her, all the while helping on the side throughout the day. Whenever she's working with the students, I would also have an assistant, maybe even two assistants. I would be on the back end, helping that teacher prepare lessons, pull all of the materials, and also work with parents, as I've said in an earlier podcast, helping parents learn how to homeschool their child. With that being said, that's number 10, which is scaling and growing for next year. I'm really interested in not only offering full-time micro school for our Lighthouse learners, but also a part-time micro school. So looking at maybe a Monday, Wednesday, Friday option, a full-time, and then Tuesday, Thursday, our full-time students still coming, but then opening the doors up to other homeschool families who are looking for enrichment. That's exciting because I can also form a parent partnership where I am possibly mentoring and coaching parents, having family nights, having a parent resource center. All in all, that goes back to needing a bigger space. And our home is really set up to be able to do this. And we've had to sacrifice We've had to sacrifice and make some room out of our home and simplify our life and live with less and get rid of the clutter and the things that we don't need and the things that we don't use. But I get to work from home and I get to be with my daughter and I get to have my own business. And that's a plus for me. That's worth the sacrifice. But if I want to grow and I have these dreams of hiring more people, expanding my business in a different way, then I have to have more room to grow. And so we actually went to look for a home. It was a fluke. I'll have to tell you in another episode how we did not get the home, but we've been on a hunt. And if we don't, it's okay because God is still faithful and it's not time. And that's something that we all have to remember that it's not time to grow, that I can still be planting the seed of growth and watering it before it starts to totally blossom. Because I am one, I can get my hands on a lot of things. And so God only knows what's best for me and my family, more so than what I do. Of course, we all know that. But for that being said, we definitely have some decisions to make when it comes to getting a new location. For me, 
that's a little bit more difficult because I live in Florida. We are at the one of the most transient states and the prices here are skyrocket. We would be purchasing a home during inflation and I just don't know how I feel about that. I just don't know how I feel about that. And maybe you have some words of wisdom. But if we want to grow this business and we want to continue having this on our property, that is what we will have to do. Yes, I could go get a building. There's plenty where I live, but that's not the vision that God gave me. And until he tells me otherwise, I'm still going to look for that house with at least half an acre to an acre where I can build that school in the back, baby. And those kids, I can just watch them while I sip my coffee, run around that backyard. I'm telling you, that is the life. I mean, of course, there'd be someone else out there with me, but you know what I mean. Come on. Nothing like having your own business and watching the fruit of your labors while you can drink your coffee or your hot tea, whichever one. Anyhow, friends, I hope that this has blessed you, has inspired you, and I'd love for you to share with me what you think of this episode by joining our Facebook group. And don't forget, those systems of communication are coming out soon. Make sure you jump on our email list. Hey, hey, teacher friend. Thanks so much for listening to today's show. I pray it inspired you, touched you, or challenged you in some way because we are making big shifts and using our teaching gifts for God's glory like never before. I'm so grateful for you. The number one way you can support this show is to leave a written review on Apple Podcasts and also share this with another teacher. Come join me in the Virtual Teachers Lounge, known as the Teacher Let Your Light Shine Facebook group. Until next time, keep shining your teacher light. The world needs you.